You're listening to episode 24 of the Out of Your Head podcast. I'm Johnny Nelson, and today's special guest is Sarah Durham. Sarah is based in Sarasota, where she's a playwright, actor, improviser at the Florida Studio Theater. In this episode, we talk about her love for all things Disney, her collection of Disney pins, the weird niche world of living in Florida, and being a connoisseur of children's movies and plays. Sarah is absolutely hilarious. We get into a little bit, too, about her uh, childhood growing up in Kentucky and what it was like having a dad who was both a pastor and a police officer in her town. In this podcast where we improvise some characters with some wigs, that'll be the first 60 seconds of this episode, and then we get, we get right into the conversation. If you want to watch our wigging out segment, you can check us out on TikTok to see us there or on the YouTubes where you can watch the whole episode, including the shenanigans with the wigs. Hey, wherever you're listening, if you don't mind leaving a comment or a review, subscribing and liking, that goes a massive a long way in helping the computer algorithms get the word out on the podcast. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Johnny Nelson. And I'm Sarah Durham. And we're improvising with some wigs. If I could be an animal, surely I'd be a sea otter. Yeah. I, you know, you I, have sea otter energy, Jeff. I have the playful spirit of a sea otter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like getting wet. Yep. Yep. And I've always said that about you. You've said... Jeff's always wet. If I have a bad day and I'm, I, I come home crub, crummy, you're like, hose me down. Hose you down. <laughs> Get you in that bathtub with, smile with on my your face glass again. of Diet Dr. Pepper. Ah! There's some animals who um, are like a one, a one animal, like made up for life sort of animal. Mm-hmm. That's us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was his au pair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was an older an older au pair I found him when he was 19 we had sex the first night we met yeah. Uh, yeah but it wasn't physical sex and our spiritual genitals mingled that night mm. did they mingle uh, it was like it was more than just the tip I'll say that <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was more than just the front entrance for me too. <laughs> A lot of entrances. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Sarah, what a freaking treat to have you in the podcast studio, which is mobile here in Sarasota. Yeah. This is so cool. Sarah and I um, got to meet each other this last month. Um, you're a performer, a playwright, and hold on, executive and artistic assistant to the managing director. Wow, the whole time. Yeah, well, I had to write it down. Yeah, uh, yeah I have to write it down, too. Florida Studio Theater. Yeah. How long have you been uh, working here? I came to FST almost four years ago. I oh, started yeah. as an intern. I was a playwriting intern. A playwriting intern, very cool. Mm-hmm. And then I came on full time March first of twenty twenty. Okay. So seventeen days before the entire theater shut down for a year. <laughs> um, I feel like I, there's so many stories like that. Yeah. Where it's like I was just starting this new endeavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy, and thankfully they kept me on because all we could do was write for a year. Oh my gosh! So we wrote. Um, 
I think I ended up coming out of the pandemic with, we, we do cabarets here, like music reviews. We came out with 12 music reviews, fully written, ready to be produced. And we only produce three a year. Wow. So we're like set. For yeah, you're backlogged. While. Yeah. And it was all about the start of the pandemic, right? Yeah. yeah all of it was just all like, so topical. Yeah. I got a fever. Two years ago. Yeah. All the sickness songs. You're about um, to open um, a uh, play, right? A musical yeah, sketch yeah. review. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's called Laughing Matters, and it's like a parody musical. I always say it's like musical theater and baby boomer pop parody songs. So it's a lot of like golden age musical theater, but then it's also mixed with um, Beach Boys and the Beatles, and uh, we have a David Bowie song in there. But it's all parodied, and it's either locally specific jokes of Sarasota or topical political um, if you know our governor down here is Ron DeSantis, and so we have a song that is um, the old Cole Porter song. It's de lovely, but it's it's DeSantis. <laughs> oh yeah, top breed of comedy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, just like getting a couple opportunities to hop on stage here. It's like <gasps> Sarasota. I don't know if Florida specific, but Sarasota specifically. It's like this is a very specific demographic and audience yes. that you're writing. Oh, for. absolutely. When how have you, yeah, how have you, like, had to, like, work with that or around that or mm -hmm. what has it, that been like? It's definitely, um, the stuff, like, I'm, I'm 32, so the, our general demographic is over 70, retired, white, top-tier tax bracket. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's, like, the richest retired people ever. Like, one of our board members was a, um, vice president for, um, ExxonMobil. Okay. That kind of wealth, like yeah, yeah, yeah. insane wealth. That's a different life. Yeah. I like when I get around people with that much money, I don't I it feels like I'm like talking to someone from like another world. Yes, yeah. And I'm like I'm not sure how I'm not sure how mm -hmm. to talk. I could sense it. Yeah. And I I grew up like middle class like for the most part always had my needs met like constantly yeah. throughout my life. Um, but, and I'm, and I, so I'm able to like, look at like my points of privilege, but then when I meet someone like that and I'm like, you could hand me a million dollars right now and it would not change your life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it's just crazy to think. And I'm like, I'm, so I'm constantly trying to find someone to adopt me <laughs> as a, or like do like a Tuesdays with Maury situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Very smart. Yeah. This yeah. is a plug right now. If anybody's watching, yeah, Sarah's yeah. looking for a, a Maury or a Maureen. Yeah. Anything. That's just a placeholder for a name. Yeah. You just have to be we'll rich. We'll take them all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just, and that's the thing, like working in the arts industry in general, you have to be kind of a schmoozer in places. Like when you're working okay, in, yeah. um, so like all the donors, we basically, we don't have to memorize their names and faces, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, you should know who they are. You probably are. should know who they are. And, um, but I'm also that type of person. Cause I'm like a Nancy Drew. Like I'm always into like digging in <laughs> and I, uh, will Google them and like find out oh, their yeah. like life stories and stuff. And like, so I'm like, Oh, so that's <laughs> how he made all his money. <laughs> like, that's how, like, uh, like we have a guy who the president of our, our board, cause we're a nonprofit here. Yeah, too. yeah. He, um, his grandfather was the longest running major league baseball general manager in major league baseball history. Oh, wow. And, uh, 
you like little things like that that matter to nobody but i'm just like Mm, I have to know how you made your money because I'm a playwright and an improviser and I'm doing okay. And I, and I have to write jokes specifically to your demographic. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel like, um, like as you're like writing shows and stuff, what sort of things are like on your radar of like, this is no go zone or mm. this is like, this is what this audience is going to eat up. Yeah. The eating up is definitely the Sarasota has like very specific jokes that the audience is gonna kill is gonna kill every time the roundabouts roundabouts I, I, I already had a sense for that it was like brought up in every show roundabouts are brought it. up <clears throat> um red tide if if yeah, anyone yeah. knows yes. what red tide red is. tide came up in the show yes. in here too. yeah and it's, a, it's like an algae bloom that happens every so often and kills tons of fish in sea life it's completely man-made because it's where um, sugar factories dump their their runoff into of the sugar? ocean. Yeah, and it start and it makes it exacerbates oh, the algae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like my first year here, you couldn't walk around near the ocean without like the smell is just Long John Silver's times a thousand. Just rotting fish. So much Long John Silver's talk today. <laughs> That's a callback. I. I uh, I love Long John Silver's. Mm -hmm. um, I love it having it like once every like it used to be once a year when I was a kid. It's it was the first. <laughs> it was the first snow of the year yeah. for some reason. <laughs> it was a tradition. Oh, really? Yeah, we we're like well, let's go to Long John Silver's, and then we'd be like, oh, we're we're like you as soon as you walk out, you're devastated. You went mm -hmm. there. You're like, why? I, I know better. Long John Silver's was a post church place for <laughs> us growing up because my the Long John Silver's in my town was a Long John Silver's in A and W. <laughs> So everybody could find something they wanted. <laughs> of course. You could get your chicken or your fish or your burger and your, your frosty fries, mug. Yep. Your float. Yep. Oh my All god. All in one. So it was always that. Right after church. Yep. Or the Arby's, which was randomly an Arby's <laughs> slash an Italian restaurant. <laughs> which both of like Long John Silver's and Arby's are like both joke restaurants. Yeah. Those absolutely. are the restaurants that people are like an Arby's. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, there's not one within like a 20 minute drive of here. Yeah, that's the same thing in Chicago. It's like, yeah. there's like one maybe, if mm -hmm. if at all. No, my family makes fun of me when I go home. I'm like, can we go to Arby's? <laughs> I need my roast beef. <laughs> because there's not one around here. <clears throat> also, Hardee's. Did you grow up with Hardee's? Um, or Carl's Jr.? Yeah, right. I think there's Hardee's, but we just didn't really go there. My mom worked at a Hardee's growing up, oh. so maybe she didn't want to go yeah. there. You know, get burned out on something i will look anyone dead in the eye and tell you that hardy's has the best breakfast in the world really yeah i love i love a breakfast sandwich their sausage biscuits i when i go home sausage biscuits, <laughs> I, get, I like day one i'll order like 10 sausage biscuits and just put them in the fridge and like heat them up throughout the week oh there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah you know <laughs> those, those classic kentucky staples <laughs> Sausage biscuits and Arby's. <laughs> um, I heard that uh, you do a lot of writing for um, kids shows here yes, too. Yeah, Kevin was telling me mm -hmm. what's Kevin's last name? Alan. Kevin yeah. Allen. Love you, Kevin. Well, what a hilarious man. We we mm -hmm. look alike too. So I yes. I bonded with him very quickly. Um, uh, he was telling me write for kids shows mm -hmm. and like you're really great at making it still fun for the parents oh, and like yeah. having like parent mm -hmm. jokes in there. That's honestly, I have discovered in the last few years that I think in terms of writing like children's theater is my, I, I don't want to say passion, but it's just, 
it's my favorite thing to really? write right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially being in this, in, in this demographic, if I had to choose between writing for, and I love writing for them, for anybody who's out there listening to this, for the older generation yeah, yeah. versus listening, like writing for these young um, people. Like I saw, I think I was in second grade. I saw a touring show of Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. And it was two people. My favorite book. Right. Up. Ugh. And two people did the whole show. <laughs> and I can still, like, tell you jokes and, like, things from that show. And that was almost 30 years ago now. And there, so ever since then, I could just like, see you two in the auditorium just, like, glued to it. And yeah. all the rest of the kids are like, Argh. No, it was, like, <laughs> fingers on the back of the chair in front of me just, like, salivating Aslan. yes um, you don't sound like Liam Neeson um but no it was just uh, being able to write especially like we have a lot of great children's entertainment out right now I mean we always have but then there's so much that's just drivel and so much that's like um especially in the children's theater world it's a lot of like let me lay this moral out for you <laughs> hand it to you in a box and for me, I just got done writing a um, panto version of Cinderella, which if you know what panto what is, pa no, is I don't. it's um it's generally British, like it's um a lot of physical comedy. There's always drag in it. Okay. So our stepsisters were played by male identifying actors. And you have like your grand dame who is like your storyteller who's we did the fairy godmother, but then you incorporate modern music into it. Oh. So it's the Cinderella, like, I wish moment, if if you're familiar with the Rodgers and Hammerstein version, is, like, in my own little corner. <laughs> okay. Or um, Someday My Prince Will Come is the Disney version. Yeah. We did I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Um, cool. So, like, incorporating modern music into it. So, it's a lot of, like, even that, I Want to Dance with Somebody is not necessarily a song a kid's going to recognize. Right, yeah. It's like a parent song. Yeah, yeah. Sadie. And I think I live in that world of, like, I'm going to laugh my butt off at, like children's things but i can also like you know go to town on a dick joke like <laughs> you know that like yeah, yeah, yeah. world of and that's another thing like sexual innuendo is big in panto which we toned it down here because britain can get away with more of it than america can yeah um but that that world of like i don't want to pander to anybody like when yeah. i'm writing yeah and that's, I think it's more important for families to experience it than. I have, you know, I have um, less, less experience with um, writing. I've like, it's mostly been like sketch writing, mm -hmm. not like plays or anything like that. Um, and I feel like plays is a whole different thing. But you know, when you're, when you're improvising, often like the mindset is like, don't pander to the audience, know who the audience is, yeah. but then like, you really just have to play your own sensibility and you're in like try to make your partners laugh mm -hmm. and invite them in on that right because it's like an audience doesn't even know what they want most mm -hmm. of the time right absolutely and that's one thing too about we're so lucky here that we have an improv show every saturday night and i think in the last year outside of like a couple times when i was out of town maybe have missed three shows um so it's every saturday night we're performing that's great and I've never gotten to experience that anywhere. And in a place like Florida, like I moved yeah, yeah, here not yeah. even knowing this existed. Yes. I would say like just already being here, it's just like 
it's so fascinating. And I and I traveled to the East Coast this past mm-hmm. year and uh, improv workshops um, over there. Um, there's so many people who are like, oh, I'll move to Chicago to like perform mm-hmm. and do stuff. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> you might like you. You were in Chicago. I was, yeah. It's hard to like get stage time Absolutely. or be involved in things. Mm-hmm. And the caliber of the performers here are just as awesome. And yeah, but there's more opportunity and, and we have a lot of people here who have chicago crossover too or new york crossover mm-hmm. and because we're a theater first and then that theater kind of seeps into our improv which i think is interesting because so many people are like it's one or the other but then that crossover of having um these theater performers who are like yeah i'll do improv and then come in and take classes and then you know rise up to the cast and yeah um but like getting to perform every saturday like weekly we know so we know our audience so well yeah and so it's hard not to fall into those yeah yeah yeah. i'm gonna make a deadpan joke to the audience about a roundabout which i know is gonna kill (laughs) yeah but it's not necessarily challenging (laughs) me um and we we do a lot of short form but like last night we did a long form show a long form like a musical herald and um I think like audiences are like they're like, oh, we recognize who's on is in anyway. So that's the show that's gonna sell the most is yeah. like sh- the short form gamey shows. Um but then we get to surprise our audience with stuff like we did last night. And they're like, Okay, this is great. Like there's so much more to this and then they keep coming back. That's cool. Ho- hopefully. Get them on board for like some long form. Yeah. And- well and then Will, who's our director, does like he invented freeform out of um, Improv Boston, and then in a few weeks we'll start our freeform show, which is just no like I don't know like watching Improv Boston like watching Big Bang his his troupe mm-hmm, out of mm-hmm. Boston do freeform. It's beautiful. It's like watching. I'm gonna get so cliche. Like <laughs> watching like a symphony of of like how everybody compliments each other and how there's you can't find the strings ever and getting to like see that and like it's something our audience doesn't get to see often but when they do see it for them you know yeah 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 it uh, introduces them to something new and they still enjoy it that's so cool yeah um i my my like working with kids is like almost backwards from what you do because what i've um for like seven eight years i've been directing the youth ensemble shows at second city Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of the inverse because they're writing their kids Mm -hmm. they're the ones writing the show and they're writing it for adults oh okay because that's pretty much their parents who are coming Mm -hmm. and obviously like we like have to make it clean enough Mm -hmm. that for like their grandparents and their right. little siblings, but it's not really. It's 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 so funny because these kids are like aging up their humor mm-hmm. and like playing roles that just like the juxtaposition. You're like, <laughs> like I want a divorce. <laughs> it's like, With a twelve year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Acting out things they've seen from the you know yeah. <laughs> television or their parents' lives. Mm-hmm. And um, what tickles me about it, I have a dark sense of humor, mm-hmm. and so many, I don't know if I'm fostering in, in these children or like being like because I'm their director. Like, yeah, yeah that that's that that's the sketch, yeah. that's the punchline. The needles. But it's so funny watching these kids who are like, there's just such sweet cherubs, mm-hmm. and like the like when they like have like their dark sense of humor or the like sense of humor that's very like 
grown up or mm-hmm. and all these kids are super educated too oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like kids from chicago <laughs> like often you know well-off families who are taking mm-hmm. classes at second city and whatnot but like oh, it's I very it's very interesting because it's like the inverse of what you do i don't write it the kids are writing it for the parents mm-hmm. And the kids are performing for adults. I worked with a group in Kentucky called Girls Incorporated. And we did, um, it was basically, it was like devised theater. So it was a lot of, it's a lot of like, we we play improv games and do long form and pull out, like kind of like sketch. That's how we create sketch, like pull out these nuggets and like, Mm -hmm. but it was mostly dramatic. (laughs) And... Again... Successfully dramatic? Yeah, for for the most part. It was sketch though, right? It was like sketch. um, Ah... The, the way I always like describe it is if you watch the SNL sketch, that's the high school theater troupe. Oh, God. It's like... The one where like, so they have like black boxes out and yes, they're like... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very so much good. that. And it was like, I was... Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to diminish anybody's story, but like... I... Like, um... My father left me at a circus when I was four years old. Like, that kind of stuff. That's me making one up. But, like, very, like, intense. And, um, oh, good. And these yeah. girls who, for the most part, came from wealthy families, very educated. Yeah. And, like, trying to get them to, like, like their points of, of um, suffering. Again, not trying to diminish anybody's story, but just, like, oh, everything is so traumatic and like but then we would pull out like some fun stuff too so i was like the fun coach like oh like oh that's funny let's write that and like turn that into a sketch but then it would go from like a sketch about female superheroes into like uh like a very dramatic movement piece about getting your period for the first time. <laughs> like, <laughs> was this like, uh, was this when you were back in Kentucky? Yes, yeah. <clears throat> Where you grew up? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and bluegrass. State. I I was told um, you are the daughter of a police chief slash pastor father. Yeah, that's that's a combo. Not police chief, but he's a he was a poli- a sheriff's deputy detective. Okay, so he was a. Um, but yeah, was in the pl- like in the police force my whole life, and uh, doesn't do police work anymore, but works in um, emergency services still. And uh, but cool. he's he's a bivocational pastor. He work his church. Gosh, they probably have a hundred members. It's a tiny little like when you picture a country church, yeah, yeah, yeah. stone church, like way out in the boonies. Um, boonies for those of you who don't know is like way out in the country. Were you in the? Were you up in the hills? Um, mountains we no not so much we're in the center of the state okay we're like right in the heart gets Um, flat over there yeah we are our um big export is tobacco and marijuana (laughs) do you guys have any la over there oh la yes i go to i go to red river gorge to go climbing Mm -hmm. so that's my like kentucky yeah like it's like that's Mm -hmm. like a that's a vibe yeah because it's all like people who live in the mountains Mm -hmm. and are spread out from each other Amy's? Is it Amy's? Miguel's? Miguel's, Miguel's. Yes, Miguel's. Oh, I was thinking of Miguel's place, is... but yes, Miguel's Pizza at Red River Gorge. Yeah. That's like the... It's like the climbing mecca, Kentucky. but it's like that yeah. pizza mm-hmm. is like worth going to even if you're not a climber. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we do like the simple stuff. I won't, I say we, like I go all the time. <laughs> I've been a few times and we do like the easy path up to um, like just to like the overlook 
I think, or whatever you call it. And then, uh-huh. um, oh, do you do the um, the arch? Yes, the yeah. arch. And then we'll like come back down and get pizza. <laughs> and fucking I, that place. Um, every time I pull up to Miguel's, because it's usually a, a few years in between, mm-hmm. it feels it feels like pulling into like Disney or something oh, for yeah. me. I'm mm-hmm. like so fucking pumped. Yeah. No, I love. That's like people. I will. I don't know. It, it took me such a long time to have like a hometown and a like like really love the place where i grew up but now i'm like you come to my house down here and i've like got a big map of kentucky on my yeah. wall and i'm like i'm from kentucky and i tell everyone how incredible kentucky is all the time. All right, give me your kentucky sales pitch um, kentucky. i'm like oh i really love it here in sarasota i would never visit kentucky so if you want the best of like the the slow pace small town life. <laughs> okay, um, Kentucky has and like the food scene, especially like in the Louisville area, um, has like Arby's. quadrupled. Arby's it has Long Hardee's, John Long John Silver's. Yes, um, <laughs> I always tell people like the Derby is something you should do at least once in your life. Um, the Kentucky Derby, like I, I keep hearing. Also, you said Louisville. Yeah. Um, for like restaurants, mm-hmm. I keep hearing people say like Louisville's cool. Louisville's awesome, and yeah. they have um, uh, like their art scene even has exploded in the last few years. Like, well, we, they've always had the nobody knows about it unless you're in the theater world. Uh-huh. But like the preeminent new play development theater, it's Actors Theater of Louisville. So many plays go there that go to Broadway right after. Really? So they go to Louisville, Kentucky, it's and then they go to Broadway. Yeah what or they develop it there oh no way <laughs> excuse me they have a, a thing called the um humana festival which is this massive new play festival and i used to go every year i actually had a 10 minute play in the festival once yeah. you know humble brag. <laughs> um, but it's just this like like they do such incredible work there but you only know about it really if you're in louisville or you're in the theater oh. huh but then they also have their like gateways in for like the the lay people of the world, which is that they do Dracula every year and they do a Christmas Carol every year. Classic. So that's how people find out about that theater. Um, but, and they even they had a Top Chef season in Kentucky the year before last. Oh, really? So that's another plug. The food I, is good. I, I interrupted you. And you were, I said something disingenuous when you were talking about food. I made, oh, it, no, I made a joke. No, but like, yes. yeah, what is the what is the food scene like there? Um, I mean, Louisville has like its first Michelin star restaurant in the past oh. few years. It's um, I'm a huge foodie. Like that's my other passion. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I can't remember the chef's name, but it's like Six Ten Magnolia. I think is the name of the restaurant in Louisville. Okay. Um. But even then, it's just like so many. Did little... you go? I've never been. No. Okay. I've never been to yeah. any Michelin star. Me neither. Because I'm also like, I'll take a blooming onion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And be happy with that. If I can like pay a hundred bucks for like a thousand <laughs> buffalo wings. Yeah. Yes. I will take a thousand buffalo wings yeah. <laughs> over like a sliver of bone marrow or yeah. like. I can't tell you how many times like I've had to. Like, I'm I'm a, a bit of a foodie too, but like mm-hmm. actually I cook a lot more just yeah. just because mm-hmm. it's more affordable. Yeah, um, I love cooking, um, but like how many times I've had to like justify like actually what I actually really want is pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. there's like a third grade child in me uh, who's like I really want the pizza. Yeah, I always used to joke that if I um 
if we were like going like my ex-boyfriend and i were going to a fancy restaurant i would like making jokes about like this is where you're gonna propose to me (laughs) (laughs) so obviously we're not together anymore but um you played that joke too many times yeah exactly (laughs) uh but i was like i always was like i want it to be at a dave and buster's Oh yeah! Why I not? Wanna, exactly. I want to pop a champagne bottle at Dave and Buster's. Hell yeah! Play some whack a mole, and then celebrate the future of our lives together. <laughs> I have never been to a Dave and Buster's, and I feel a little cheated. Uh, growing up, Chuck E. Cheese was like—I mm. mean, Chuck E. Cheese, <clears throat> right? Yeah. yeah. Which brings me to something I heard about you. We're all. We're all addicts of sorts, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and some things we have to like distance ourselves from. Yeah. But you've moved very close to Disney land. Oh, yeah. World. Mm-hmm. World. Yep. You're a bit of a Disney addict, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you live two hours <laughs> from Kevin Disney. Um, I, how does, how yeah. does that, how do you cope, Sarah? Huh. You thought I was going to hit you with something dark, didn't you? I know. You? I was like, like oh, gosh. What does um, he know about me? Yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> my, the thing that keeps me from Disney World is how expensive it yeah. is. That's the biggest thing. Um, but I do... I am a Disney pin trader. Yeah, which I've heard. Yes. I've heard you've got quite a collection. I have about... <clears throat> 3,000 pins. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how many of those are duplicates? None. None. Three thousand. Well, okay, maybe like fifteen duplicates. Okay, but that's um, the duplicates are what you call traders, and okay. so it's when you go back into the park and you trade. Um, the, during the pandemic, that's another thing that's kept me like the pandemic crowds in general, but also they've stopped a lot of the pin trading because of germs. Um, what? So I yeah right. Who'd have thought? Um, Can you just wipe it down with a Clorox wipe? You can in certain, like certain places you can do it. Are they metal? Yeah, they're like enamel okay. for the most part. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're like enamel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're metal, yeah. which is like enamel. Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't get that badge in Girl Scouts. The metal, <laughs> the metallurgy badge. Uh, I, um, you like the the cast members, which are what they call the people who work at Disney World. Yeah. They're a cast member. They no matter have, no matter what your role, if you're yeah, really, even if you're like sweeping up stuff on the sidewalk, okay, you're a cast member. They have lanyards with pins on them, and you can go up to any one of them and say, "I want to trade for that pin," and they have to trade with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's like, I got my start just buying like going on eBay. Which is don't is like now I've learned is not a good thing to do because half of them are faked. But I don't care. Oh. I collect the ones that I like. And that's yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But I moved how do you, into how do, a new place. Can you place. tell a fake? Yeah, like you can. Yeah, <laughs> there are um, ones that you, are made out of pure metal, and not enamel. Yeah, yeah, they're just bronze. <laughs> um, the back of the pen has like a Mickey Mouse pattern on it, and generally the fakes, the pattern's wrong. And then you also have what are called posts on the back. So like where the pen sticks out, you've got these two other little teeny pens next to it that keeps it in like attached. Most fakes don't have those posts. Hmm. (laughs) This is fascinating. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a big, but I'm the type of person who's like, I just collect the ones that I like. I'm not like a diehard go out and I don't trade with other people people like i wouldn't i don't trade with just other people at the parks okay because they're the ones who are going to be like 
oh, this one's a special edition Tigger. <laughs> like, um, so I, I just I didn't know this whole I... subculture was going on. It's pretty well... massive. Yeah. Oh my god! But if you take pins into the park, the cast members have to trade with you. Do you know what? Oh my god! What is it called? Oh, I don't know what it's called. This feels like. What is this called? It's like I don't know if it's all around the world, mm-hmm. but in Chicago, there's like. <laughs> I was like, me and my friend Eli Weatherby did mushrooms. Yeah, and we went out to the lake, and we're like, oh, we're gonna go to a beautiful spot, yeah. not be around people, mm-hmm. and we were like walking around. We're like, oh, I don't know what's called. Um, uh, we're like, why are all these like guys like in this like. Like we keep passing these guys and look like they're looking for something. Mm-hmm. They're little, like they're looking. Oh, geocache? No, they're <laughs> they're cru- they're cruising to oh, hook up in oh. this like in this like <laughs> wild in this like park with like tall grasses. Man, I went so PG on that. You went so PG, but there's like there. everybody was looking for something we didn't know, and then like I was like we brought it up to someone and they're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's like a cruising spot. Yeah, and I was like. This so this cruising pin culture mm-hmm. is going on in Disney, yep. unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. Innocent Johnny doesn't know this. Yeah, when he goes there. Did you grow up in a place where like you had a spot in town where they were always like, "Don't go there. That's where the gay people try to <laughs> hook up." I don't know because I was deeply closeted. Yeah, <laughs> so deep that I didn't even know. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had like this place. It was called the um, Spillway. <laughs> I live on a big lake and they were like, don't go hang out at the spillway. The gay people try to pick you up there. Um, and it was like, I mean, terribly, I mean, I grew up in a Southern Baptist, terribly homophobic town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was like, Oh, you don't go to the spillway. Like that's where the gay people hang out. <laughs> was it true? I really don't know. I never learned. You weren't allowed to go. I have been to the spillway in the now. Um, because it's actually beautiful out there. It's like this. It's a tributary. That, oh, what like, a tr- what a trick! Into, huh? I know, right? Don't go. Like, that's how like people like <laughs> keep it yeah. for themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I probably I don't think I went until I was probably out of high school. Yeah. Not for like that reason of I'm not. I can't go there as a child. That was my reasoning, but it was more just like never been a huge outdoor person. So <laughs> like. I'm good in my theater, my community I, theater. I feel like it's a um, a geographical version of like Beauty and the Beast. Like, don't go to the like the West the West Wing. Wing. Yes. yes, yeah, it's forbidden. Yeah, but even like one of my best friends is from Pittsburgh, and they said that there's this park in we we had this conversation once, and I think it's called Shinley Park. I actually remember the name of the park, okay. and they're like, that's where you go to hook up. That's where like all the the gay people go to hook up. And so, or like, that's what he was raised on that yeah, belief yeah. of. It, it is interesting, too. I mean, I came out late in life. Um, but, you know, I think out of necessity, the gay culture was, like, more like you had to have, a, like, a location mm-hmm. and you had to have, like, um, and now that, and now that, um, you know, it's more often generally accepted mm-hmm. and, like, you can get married and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like... I don't know, in a way, to me, it's like some like kind of like those are some like weird vestiges of like things we don't even need anymore. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, mm, that's good too. Yeah, right. It's yeah. like you don't have to do that. Although I would say too, like meeting my husband, it was like as a gay person, you're like, oh, 
you can't just really just be like meet someone super easily because there's less of us mm-hmm. right for like dating and i'm not a bar person of like yeah. i'm gonna go to the bar and right and right. so like we met online but um yeah it's interesting how those spaces are like are those even doesn't seem necessary yeah, anymore yeah. like why does there have to be a spillway? Or I know I'm like, why can't I find the place that's like this is where you go to meet up with funny theater people? Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like the improvisers. This yeah. is where we go to meet up. Um, uh, so this this whole pin collecting thing. Yeah. Um, what do you think the most valuable Disney pin you have is? Do they do they get up there? They do. Like they are, there are pins that are in the like thousand dollar. Ooh. Um, especially like pens it, and well, this always has made no sense to me, but pens that have um. Uh, something wrong with them like a flawed pen yeah 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 are more expensive that makes sense it's um, yeah and i have a a goofy movie flawed pen that <laughs> it's it, you know for those goofy movie connoisseurs yeah. out there go- go- a goofy movie is amazing it's not enough so people underrated. know i wish it would have yes. stayed around because sometimes yeah. i'll like go up to kids like mm-hmm. when i'm teaching i'll be like all right my possum pails yeah come on in here right oh uh, that movie there is one of the one of the most subtle funniest jokes in a disney movie that i laugh at every time and it's this montage of them traveling <laughs> and they run into a cave and they run out chased by bats and it's supposed to be carl's bad cavern but it says carl's butt cavern on it oh one never <laughs> caught that i laugh every time i watch it and it's like one of those two seconds and it's gone like maybe not even two seconds that that fucking power link song yes real good <laughs> so it's yeah it's power line the oh, power is, line right yeah power line goofy and max and it has a little trigger where their hands swing <laughs> like if you move it up and down and their arms are wrong they've mixed up the arms on it what do you mean so like power line's arm is attached to goofy's arm and oh. max's arm is on power line's arm and it's, I could, I mean, maybe a couple hundred bucks. Like, it's but, still not you like. you can't let gonna, that, you can't let that go. No, I haven't. I just, because I love it. I love the Goofy movie. So it's like nostalgic yeah. to me too, which I think is so much of what I do is bred out of nostalgia. <laughs> like, I am, um, my, my favorite Disney movie is The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, that's a classic. It is. And there's no memorabilia from that movie. That make, yeah because nobody cares about it but it's again I, i'll go back to my nancy drew obsession i'm also i collect original print nancy drew books okay and so great mouse detective is like my love of of detective mystery sherlock holmesian kind of stuff with disney and <laughs> anthropomorphic mice were those so. mice were they like the same cast that played in other um like mice movie i don't know like like the voice actors no 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 like did they like carry oh, did they put it, like like mice? that yeah. mouse was in like like radican because I, I felt like there was so. when i was when i felt like when i was a kid there was like this my uncle kept taking us to like mice movies <laughs> like i was like there was a yeah. there was like a slew of like Rats mice movies <laughs> uh what about like um five uh five goes was that disney yeah no 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 it's um actually the very the first one American Tale is Steven Spielberg. What? And the animator on those movies, again, I'm a huge like children's entertainment <laughs> connoisseur, but the animator on those movies is Don Bluth. And he's known for that spiel of um, rock-a-doodle, uh, 
I start with like the B, the B <laughs> movie don't, that nobody knows. Know um, uh, All dogs go to heaven. Yeah. Um, Thumbelina, the rats of Nim. Yeah, some is of those. Blue. Some of those were like Dragon Heart, Dragon Quest, something like that. He did a, a video game too. It's funny, like a lot of these like movies that are getting brought up. It's like, oh, those kids don't see those anymore. Those aren't mm-hmm. like no. the classics that yeah. stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And that's like, but I, what's I, weird because it's like. Are they dated? They're just cartoons and they're like animals and like... I would say there's something... I mean, Disney now, like the big thing is they've put like a... Like before Dumbo, there's like a thing saying there are antiquated things in this movie. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know what, what's it called. Like like a warning yeah. thing. Um, like before Dumbo and before uh, Little Mermaid... Or no, Peter Pan and like some of those. Like you're a girl you can't like sort stuff like that well no like like little mermaid or not i keep saying little mermaid peter pan has um uh, a terribly racist racist native american um is it a child it's like the song of the red man oh yeah yeah, it's yeah. like tiger lily like that whole okay like, really. and then dumbo has um the african-american workers putting up the tent singing a song about how they're garbage basically <gasps> like Oh yeah, there's and um in is it Dumbo too that the crows are named Jim Crow? Oh yeah, there's some like really I mean that kind of stuff. Yeah okay <laughs> that okay early okay. stuff yeah there's a lot of yeah 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 and then the later stuff they just snuck in sexual yeah <laughs> shit. yeah just dicks everywhere yeah. and Lion King and what was it like Little Mermaid Little Mermaid the priest gets a boner yep and right the on poster. the cover yeah there's a with the castle there's like a a penis yep mm-hmm. the lion king he falls in the dust mm-hmm. simba does right and it says sex yes yeah. and then like um the monkey like grabs this like the dust it like flies through the air and mm-hmm. he smells it what else is out there oh hmm. did you ever see did you see the um wizard of oz one and i know that's i don't know <gasps> i don't know if this was like real or not but it like gives me the shivers thinking about it. Supposedly, this needs to be fact checked. Everyone yeah. who's listening, um, supposedly, when they're like dancing at one point, mm-hmm. like we're off to see the wizard, um, you can see in the background of the forest somebody, a real ensemble member, who, um, hung, who hung themselves. I have heard that it's false. That makes complete sense, and it's like a bird, right? It, it, a bird or like... An um, ostrich or... Yes, yes, like a tall, like, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when I heard that as a kid mm-hmm. and we saw that, I remember, like, like goosebumps and us, yeah. like, screaming, like, was that? Yeah. Have you, have you ever done The Wizard of Oz? Um, Pink Floyd? Is it Pink no, Floyd? no, no, no. <laughs> you listen to, like, an album with it or something? Yeah. No. It's kind of crazy. Does it match up? That's like some a lot of it matches up Fun. really eerily. Okay, um, but that's like you you take mushrooms and do that. That would be a blast. You're in Disney World. Mm-hmm. You're on mushrooms. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> what ride do you get on? What ride do you don't uh, you don't get on? I think the ones I would definitely get on are like the the trippy smaller things. Like it's a small world. <laughs> oh like, no 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 no! I. It's a small world is a nightmare already for me. Oh. I would I would lose it. Yeah. Like I'm honestly I have reoccurring it's this weird anxiety where if I close my eyes in cold water, 
I have this worry that I'm going to open my eyes and I'm going to have <laughs> fallen off of It's a Small World. This is not a joke. Oh, no. Either It's a Small World or um, uh, Pirates, Pirates of the, of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yep. And I'm going to be in that water and uh, I have to like get to one of the mechanical like doll islands. Mm-hmm. And it's like my nightmare. I was actually stuck on the Haunted Mansion for no. two and a half hours one no. night. See, I'm never doing it. I'm never doing anything. I... Animatronics yeah. kind of creep me out. Yeah, the uncanny valley thing. Oh, totally. I so like I was in. We were in this one section where it's like your your cart is kind of back. So we were like laid that back for two and a half hours just listening to this <laughs> grim grinning ghost. No! And like it took Did me they so turn long. Turn on like the house light, so to speak, or whatever. Well, then every like every minute, maybe less than that, it's like. We're sorry for the interruption. <laughs> Your ride will be back on momentarily. No. And they finally had to like come get us and walk us through Haunted Mansion, like through this weird exit. See, that's, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to be walked through. I don't want to be anywhere near those like dolls or the mechanics of things. Mm-hmm. I've also ridden Space Mountain with the lights on. Oh, that, interesting. Yeah. And it's just all like girders. I don't know why that creeps me out more. It always creeped me out when. <laughs> Coming back to Chuck E. Cheese, mm-hmm. when kids or Showbiz Pizza, when kids would like go under the curtain, oh, like yeah, between the acts, and like you're not supposed to, but mm-hmm. they would do it. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I will never get within like that range of those dolls, yeah, those animatronic. See, we didn't really like. I didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese probably till I was maybe like mid- late middle school. Oh, you missed you missed the magic. I did. We yeah. grew up with a place called Discovery Zone. <laughs> Was that oh yeah DZ Discovery yeah, yeah, yeah. Zone? Yeah, was it like ball pits and like slides? Yes, it was all. And they had that one of those roller slides where your fingers could get like pinched. Oh, you remember those? Uh, like things it's like that rollers are not... on top of each other, like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and they're row. like metal. Yeah, that's not. And like your yeah. hair would get caught in it. <laughs> Just <scalp laughs> yeah, you on the way yeah. Down. Um, so no wonder that they're not around anymore. But that was like our um, and my my grandmother was generally the ones who would take us. It was like. My my cousins and my sister and I are all very close in age, like within sixteen months of each other, the four of us. And um uh my grandmother would take us, but she wouldn't let us eat there because she was Too very expensive. frugal. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. would just go to play. Um, but we'd always like smell the pizza and be like so hungry, and then we would get like we would split a happy meal on the way home. Yeah. Like uh yeah, she was a very frugal. She would woman. sneak food in. We always snuck like we always we, snuck yeah, food into like snuck, the movie yeah. theater. Oh, totally. Yeah. Bring your mm-hmm. own like bag of like like popcorn yep. and like Oh yeah. My my best friend in college worked at Cracker Barrel and we, he would get off work and it was right next to the movie theater <laughs> and we would um he would like we would pack whole like to go bags up from Cracker Barrel yes. and like sit in the movie theater and eat. I'll never forget we were up, we went and saw a Mamma Mia sing along. It was the movie Mamma Mia, but it had the lyrics at the bottom of the screen. And we're like in there with like chicken and dumplings, like eating and singing. We're the only two people in the whole theater in the middle of Nashville, Tennessee. And we like we got up and like we're dancing and like oh we're so if anybody had been in there we would not have done that but we would have been the most obnoxious people in there but I'm always generally the person in an audience who's enjoying what's happening the most <laughs> like no matter what I'm watching I'm always like probably because especially if it's live yeah I'm like I'm gonna support the heck out of these people no matter what's happening oh I love like, that 
I'm always the person that people make eye contact with. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I started to learn, because I started doing stand-up this past year, mm. after years and years of being in the comedy world, I was like, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that when I go to uh, stand-up shows, I'm like, I can't sit anywhere, but like back corner oh yeah because mm-hmm. everybody finds me and then they <laughs> look at me the whole time mm-hmm. and then i'm like then i also feel like i'm trying to support them with my eyes mm-hmm. and i'm like i can't I oh can't. yeah mm-hmm. it's always been it's the pressure. way I, even when i was in high school mm-hmm. teachers would like teach the class talking to me <laughs> really i'm like i guess i'm i, I give a lot of eye contact yeah. and i'm usually like happy to be places and i'm mm-hmm. an auditory learner so i'm listening to people talk mm-hmm. so maybe that's what it is yeah and uh, people like find my eyes when they're like doing presentations. Yeah, <laughs> they stick with That's me. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm very much um, like a kinesthetic learner. What, what, uh, like I have to try to do. Like I have to try to learn it. Like uh, I, like if I'm gonna try to learn stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. Nothing's gonna like get in here until I actually get up there and like do it a few times. Oh, okay. Or like learning a new format of improv. Yeah. I can read it all I want, but until I like actually like do it, put it on its feet. When you when you're memorizing lines mm. for a show, yeah, do you have a strategy of like as a kinesthetic learner? I generally record yeah the whole thing, um, and it's easier when it's like a two person scene. But if it's more, um, I even like I'll do the voices. I'll record it fully through with my parts in it, and then I'll record it and and stop talking during my parts. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have those fake people to practice with. L- line learner? Oh, yeah. I, I have done some apps, like um, a few things, but I this is just like the free <laughs> version of that, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did a two-person show in college um, called Gruesome Playground Injuries, and it's an hour and a half, just two people. And that is the hardest like <laughs> memorization I've ever had to do in my life. Uh. And... Um, that the whole process of that was like I mean day of still trying to like get my lines done. Oh uh, no no no! I'm I'm I've done improv now for so long. It's been mm-hmm. the majority of my performing yeah. career, and I'm like so terrified of memorization. Yes, it's harder now for me doing sketch memorization, and like I we're about to do a sketch show where I have like a page and a half long monologue. And I and Kevin Allen wrote it, and I told him I was like, "It's probably going to be about ten percent of what you wrote, and like ninety percent improvised." <clears throat> Which he's like, he even told me before he's like, "I want you to improvise this." Like, if you give me a sketch character, for the most part, I feel like I'm still going to improvise off the rails. Yeah. Up until the performance. <laughs> Man, it's um, it's also weird too when you're like, I feel like my brain has two tr- tracks. It's mm-hmm. like try to remember the words. And improvise, and you're free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to combine the two, because, like, yeah, once I get going mm-hmm. improvisationally, I'm like, I'm gone, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard when you're in, like, I don't know how often, like, you all rehearse for your sketches, but I feel like sometimes we over-rehearse, and, and it yeah. just gets so dull. Let- like, these jokes are not funny to us, which is why I feel like I need to throw in some keep stuff. fresh. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, keep us, like... I'm also a terrible breaker in rehearsal. When I you get me in front of an audience and I'm good, but I constantly break because if like <laughs> if I'm watching like my castmate just like kill it and do something so funny, I am like out of the character immediately, <laughs> yeah. which is why I never will be a theater performer. Like because I half the time I'm like 
I'm like, oh, you're really good at what you're doing. And I'm yeah. just like staring at you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a line now. Um, yeah. I get sucked into like the talent of my peers. <laughs> and, it, and that's allowed, I think, in improv because there's like there's this two levels. It's like you are the actor, mm-hmm. but you're also showing the audience the, the process at Absolutely, the same time. Yeah. So like they see the, the human element mm-hmm. of like, Sarah can't keep it together. I'm, yeah. I'm that person, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Like my because I was a theater performance major um my the head of our department like i mean it was like day before and i was still laughing at stuff (laughs) and she was and i'm also like even as an improviser if something goes wrong it is so hard for me to like keep it together uh like if something like um (laughs) i was in uh uh peter pan (laughs) as a child i mean i was young and before I discovered improv or any of that like skill set that I had, yeah. but um, it was like there's like whole videos dedicated to Peter Pan fails online, and they still to this day like <laughs> oh make plus me laugh plus because there's wires right yes yeah yeah and our our Tinkerbell just went smack, uh, and I yes. had to I remember like being up there as a lost boy like <laughs> I was crying I was laughing so hard like oh my gosh to the point of I mean just. I I will have never been able to like keep it together if something goes wrong. Um or some you know in theater, in improv like I can now that I've been able to like exercise that skill set. Yeah. Um I don't know. I just like <laughs> I I'm love to be the person that sends the thing off the rails sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um but then at the same time, I'm also, like I said, I'm just like, sometimes like my, the the people I work with can crack me up. Like, that's the best. That's, isn't that's it so good? About. Yeah. When you actually get to work with people you find funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, oh, man. It's been such a treat getting to play here. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I've almost been like, it's been like almost two years of very little to no performing. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll like get up and do a scene. I'm like, oh my God. I'm exercising demons right now out of mm. me, like performance demons yeah. of like, <laughs> I can't, I can't be, I'm always struggling to be grounded, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm losing my mind. I'm trying like all of like the silly and play has been bottled mm-hmm. up and it's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's so great. That's what's incredible about improv is because you can go to those places. Whereas most of the time it's scripted. You got to come back to yeah, the thing. Yeah. Um, but just that, like that joy that's found in play that especially when you haven't experienced it Mm -hmm. in a while like even um because of this new variant we hadn't had rehearsal for a while and like when we all came back into rehearsal together uh just getting to like throw all the spaghetti at the wall (laughs) and like do the craziest stuff like um my our our team down here has a very excuse me um I don't know, just like this really pure sense of play mm-hmm. that I never felt felt like I fully experienced in my other com- comedy communities because there was there's like a level of competition and ego like that I don't feel down here. That's cool. And I don't know if it's because we all have so many performing opportunities because there really is only one improv community here. And even in, you know, at least in bigger communities, you've got yeah. tons of communities like imp- like improv groups to be a part of. And here it's just the one. 
but we, I don't know, it's just this very unique opportunity of like, I'm going to support you no matter what, because I don't feel like I'm competing with you. And in yeah. Chicago, I always felt that my personal story, I'm not speaking for yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. else, my story is... I felt like I had to be the chunky, funny, the funniest chunky girl in the room. Yeah, you you figure out your type, and then you're like, I have to be the best at that type mm-hmm. because there's a, there's other types like me around. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. I, would, oh, I, I was you. coming in in like the midst of Aidy Bryant, who was going to SNL. Yeah. Oh, and, we must have crossed paths then because yeah. Aidy Bryant was there mm-hmm. when I was there too. And like, uh, cons. Every class I was in, I was compared to Aidy Bryant. Oh uh, yeah, that's. That's bullshit. And then the the yeah. masses, when I would do comedy in smaller communities, they would be like, you're just like Melissa McCarthy. Because um, Bridesmaids had just, <laughs> you know. And that's yeah. when I was like discovering my... Because I started doing sketch in 2007 in Nashville, Tennessee. And that's where I... I was like sketch first and then improv. Okay. Which is like... Because I was always a writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, And like if I... It's like a running joke now with some of my friends that they're like, <laughs> I saw your new movie, Melissa. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm always going to be compared. Like, because I am a larger, funnier person in entertainment, <clears throat> there's that list of like, of the, the only women I can aspire to be are the other chunky, funny people. That's what people like map onto you. Yeah. 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 There's definitely, I, I remember that thing of like, like who's your type when you're like coming up through classes mm-hmm. and you're like, are you, are you a list that, that type or you B list that type? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and funny. it's funny. Cause in the theater, I'm like, I have no issues playing a romantic lead, but when I get, which the, she did last night yeah, in a musical improv, <laughs> but that's the thing is like, why do I have like, where's my baggage coming from trying to be a romantic lead and improv versus being a romantic lead in a, a play like a straight play yeah like i don't know that's probably more to unpack than this <laughs> podcast and we'll what? call it there yeah. and next time yeah hey thank you so much for doing this This was so fun thank you for being the first person to do the wigging <gasps> yes out portion of it too yeah <laughs> i'm gonna you were the perfect remember those wigs i'm gonna smell those wigs <laughs> and think of johnny nelson Gross. <laughs> Dance, appetite, dance in the middle of the night. Come on, dance, wake up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on, dance.